Welcome to the No Small Small Talk podcast, episode number four, brought to you by yours truly. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, sleep. Sleep is one of those crazy things where you're either really good at it or you just can't get it right. I know my girlfriend is phenomenal at falling asleep. She can be out in seconds. Well, it takes me sometimes you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes just to get comfortable and tucked away into bed and and able to fall asleep. So what I'm going to be sharing today with you guys is 10 tips to help get your sleeping right. And we'll start right off the bat with number one, and that is to view sunlight by going outside within 30 to 60 minutes of waking. And to do that again in the late afternoon prior to sunset, you're probably thinking, whoa, this is way too much for me. What's with all the sunlight going on? So it turns out our sleep is directly linked to our circadian rhythms. And if you wake up before the sun is out and you want to be awake, you've got to turn on artificial lights and then go outside once the sun rises. So for all you people that wake up with the sunlight on bright cloudless days, what I'm going to get you to do is to go outside and view the sun in the morning and afternoon for 10 minutes. On cloudy days, 20 minutes. And on very overcast days, 30 to 60 minutes. If you live in some place with very minimal light, consider an artificial daytime simulator source. These can often be found online and are great for giving off light. Now, when you do this, when you go outside, don't wear sunglasses for this practice if you safely can, but contacts and eyeglasses are fine. And that's because the only way to get sunlight into your eyes, or sorry, into the body, and for your body to know that it's awake, is to get that sunlight directly into your eyes, and sunglasses would block that. No, you don't have to look directly at the sun, and I would never get you to look at any light so bright that it is painful to view, but that being said, try not to wear brimmed hats, sunglasses, and remain in the shade and expect to wake up your circadian clock. It just won't work. You've got to be outside in the sunlight looking around. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to wake up at the same time each day and go to sleep when you first start to feel sleepy. I know it sounds basic, but it works. And pushing through to the sleepy late night evening feeling and going to sleep too late is one of the main reasons why people wake up at 3, 4 a.m. and can't fall back asleep. So go to bed at the same time every day and try and wake up at the same time every day. The third tip that I have for you guys is to avoid caffeine within 8 to 10 hours before bedtime. Uh, Dr. Matt Walker, one of the incredible sleep experts out there, might even say 12 to 14 hours for this. Now, personally, I do fine with caffeine at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. and then going to bed at 10 to 11 p.m., though I rarely do so. But if I really had to, I would be fine with that. But Dr. Walker insists to getting no caffeine in the system within 8 to 10 hours before your bedtime. Now, tip number four, if you have sleep disturbances, insomnia, or anxiety about your sleep, try some zero-cost protocols. Now, these can be things like reverie or meditation apps. So reverie is a sleep hypnosis app but, and if you do it three times a week, any time of the day, it only takes 10 to 15 minutes to do. 
but it can drastically decrease the amount of time that it makes you that it takes you to fall asleep and can really help you along with that process. So apps like Calm, Headspace, and Reverie are great, and those can be found on the Apple and Android phones. So tip number five. Tip number five is to avoid viewing bright lights, especially bright overhead lights, between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. Now here's a simple rule and I'll get you to do this if you can, but it's to only use as much artificial lighting as is necessary for you to remain and move about safely at night. For me, this often looks like, or you know, around nine o'clock, I'm going down to just one dim lamp. Um, blue blockers can help a bit at night, but still dim the lights. And viewing bright light of all colors are a problem for your circadian system. Candlight and moon moonlight are fine, um, and those, you know, could be allowed in the evening if you enjoy the, those sorts of lights and they won't hinder your circadian uh, systems or rhythms, I should say. And now tip number six, this is to limit your daytime naps to less than 90 minutes, or if you can, don't nap at all. I love naps as much as, you know, all of you do as well. I tend to take maybe a 20 to 30 minute nap slash meditation session in most afternoons. Sometimes I'll go up to 45 minutes, but I never go longer because this, like viewing bright light at night, can really disrupt your circadian rhythms. Tip number seven, if you wake up in the middle of the night, which by the way is normal to do once or so each night, and you can't fall back asleep, consider doing one of those um, cost-free protocols such as Reverie, Calm, Headspace to enter back into a calming state. Um, I've also heard of some great ideas such as, you know, if you can't fall back asleep to get up, go for a brief walk in the dark, of course, no bright lights, but just, you know, get out of your bed, get out of your head a little bit and go click reset. Number eight, this tip involves some possible supplements um, for getting better sleep. So um, I often say to people, you know, don't take any supplements at all. But if you really need to, add one at a time as needed. And some people do not need any supplements. And some people need things like magnesium, theanine that I'm about to go into. So here's some dosaging and timing to take these things before bed if you are going to try it. So 145 grams, milligrams, sorry, of magnesium 3 and 8 or 200 milligrams of magnesium biglycinate would be optimal to take 30 to 60 minutes before bed. 50 minutes of apigenin. Swanson is the only source that I know of, um, but you know, you can find that there. 100 to 400 milligrams of theanine. And both of those supplements, I would also say, take 30 to 60 minutes before bed. And then occasionally throughout the, the week, you know, you could take up to two grams of glycine and 100 milligrams of GABA. So like I said, I would start with one supplement or none and then add one on as time goes on. And these, I, these supplements here, I would only put into place if the others really aren't working. 
Don't take theanine if you have overly intense dreams, if you sleepwalk or have night terrors. Also, some people get an agitated stomach from magnesium supplementation, in which case, try not to take it. And I use most of my supplements from ATP Labs and Thorn. So those are both great, great options to choose from. Uh, your ninth tip is expect to feel really alert one hour before your natural bedtime. Most people freak out, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock comes around, and they think, I've got all this energy. What can I do with it? But to be quite honest, this is completely normal. It's, it's a naturally occurring spike in wakefulness that sleep researchers have observed time and time again that happens one hour before you go to bed. Some people, For some people, that's a nice creative spurt or, you know, a last chance to get any tasks done. But don't freak out and stick to that natural bedtime routine. Don't freak out if it happens. It will pass. And your 10th tip of the day is to keep the room you sleep in cool and dark and put layer, and sorry, keep the room you sleep in cool and dark and layer on blankets that you can remove. Your body needs to drop in temperature by one to three degrees to fall and stay asleep effectively. Body temperatures increase uh, are, are one of the main reasons why you wake up. Therefore, you should keep your room cool and remove blankets as needed. If it's too hot, you would have to get use a, a cooling device, and that's harder than simply tossing off the blankets if you get too warm. Just so you all sort of know the full picture, your body temperature cools as you go to bed and then increases in temperature right before you wake up. So you want to allow your body to naturally drop throughout the night. Tip number 11 is regarding alcohol. And I'll get right to the point here. Drinking alcohol messes up your sleep and as do most sleep medications. You can find tons and tons of data online, but I highly recommend not drinking any alcohol, um, you know, four, five, even six hours before you go to bed if you can do that. Tip number 12. Now, kids, and indeed all of us, have changing sleep needs over time, so adjust accordingly. Most of us have heard of the night owls, the larks, the different sort of sleep types, but we might be night owls at 15 but become morning people as we age or eventually need six hours a night in the summer and seven to eight in the winter. It will vary. So go with the flow, see what works for you, but know that that sort of change is normal. And that's all I've got for you guys today. Much briefer than the past, no small, small talk episodes and obviously no guest, but I'll be bringing you guys more protocols like this in the near future. For now, take care.